Did you know that BDSM and kink are healthy outlets for aggression, imagination, and attention? Hi, welcome to The Partition, home of kinky wellness. My name is Dana Shergel, and I am a sexual wellness instructor that dives deep into all things kinky. I'm here to show why kinky sexual wellness deserves a rightful spot within the wellness conversation. So let's talk about it. Hey, and welcome back. Today, I'm going to be reflecting on Monday's episode that I did with Edie Nathan on grief. Because honestly, I was so moved by the information that we received from her that I think it's important to continue the conversation on sexual grief and really grief in general. Because as I said in that episode, I truly believe that we have all been touched by some form of sexual grief at one point or another in our lives. I'm also going to take some time today to outline at least 12 different kinds of grief and how it affects us physically and even our social behaviors. But before I go any further, if you haven't listened to Monday's episode with Edie, then I need you to stop right now, go back and listen to that episode before you start to listen to this one. Listening to Monday's episode is certainly a prerequisite to this one as Edie gives a deeper and more insightful explanation to what sexual grief is. So go ahead, pause this and go listen and don't worry, I'll be right here and I'll wait for you, right? (laughs) But if you have been following each week, let's get started. And we're going to start with a quick recap. So Edie defines sexual grief as a natural response to an unnatural sexually traumatic event or developmental experience, which can occur over the span of one's life. So that means that there's two categories, right? We have traumatic events and then we have and or developmental, which can either result in a big sexual grief G or a little sexual grief G. I feel when it comes to big sexual grief Gs like traumatic events, I think that this is the category that most people know and are familiar with. And this is the category that gets the most amount of attention. And it should get a lot of attention, right? Big sexual grief Gs and traumatic events are a really big deal. But in the same breath, I also feel that this category gets so much attention that it has pushed the little sexual grief Gs into the background or under the rug. So much so, unfortunately, it's created this idea or sense that the things that have happened throughout our sexual development stages, or if they're under you know, the little G category, are just not as important. So I love that Edie is bringing light to the fact that these little sexual grief G's that have happened to us over our life are just as important and that they need attention too so we can work and heal through them just as much as we need to work and heal through our big sexual grief G's. Because she's right. If we do not have a good experience at various points of our sexual development, we're not going to be able to form a very healthy and strong foundation to grow from. And more often than not, when it comes to these little sexual grief G's, we're made to feel like we're supposed to move on from them or that they don't exist or that they you know, aren't really a big deal and that they don't or won't affect us. But again, we know that this is wrong. Whether it's having a bad first date or a crush who doesn't like you back, breasts that develop, quote, too big or too small or come in earlier than other girls or too late, or like the example that Edie gave, which was when a young girl gets her menstrual cycle, you know, unexpectedly, and she thinks she's dying, or boys that feel that they have performance issues or that their size of their penis is going to impact them deeply, right? 
And even people with disabilities or medical health issues, those also influence their sexual development. And all of these can either be a big sexual G or a little one. And honestly, like the list, it goes on and on and on and on. Did you get made fun of for your looks? Or did you get made fun of after first kiss? Did it go bad? Were rumors spread around you after, you know, a breakup happened? And even still, instances that happen within our sexual development don't always come from outside sources like friends, school, or work. There's instances that can come from within the home. Maybe you had a mother or father who was very hard on you for what you were wearing or who you were attracted to. Like Edie said, maybe you were unwanted at birth. Maybe you had to hide your sexuality or sexual expression. Sexual grief can come from anywhere at any time. And when you take these little G's and you don't deal with them, they do have the potential to grow into a big G because it causes insecurity, causes us to question ourselves and our self-worth. So it's important for you to take time to think back and see if there's anything in your sexual development stages that could be a little sexual grief G and see if that little sexual grief G has influenced things in your present or even turned into a big G. Because yes, when we have a negative experience and we don't deal with it, the feelings of that negative experience do not go anywhere. They just either come back stronger or uglier or both. Like Edie said, each year of our age is like a door. And when you walk through that door, can you identify things that have happened to you? And this doesn't mean intercourse. Maybe you saw pornography that you didn't quite really understand or you saw an act of sexual violence on TV. And when it comes to things on TV or film, we have to remember that our brain doesn't understand that even though what we're watching on TV is quote, you know, not real, or it's just fiction. Our brain doesn't know that, right? Like our brain just sees violence and reacts to it. So if you're watching a lot of television that has sexually aggressive violence, right? Like I've mentioned Law & Order SVU or something like that. Our brain thinks that you are experiencing it or at least your brain thinks you're witnessing a real act of violence, which is enough to cause grief, or in that case, sexual grief on its own. But this can apply to all sorts of things, like the news. The news is a big one. The news does nothing but give us sad and traumatic events all the time. And if you go on the news channel, by the time you're done, your brain will have witnessed or visualized traumatic events from all corners of the globe that you have no control over and really can't do anything about as an individual person. And although it's very good to be empathetic and have compassion for people that are currently going through horrific events, to some degree, we do need to protect our own mental health and understand that reading or witnessing or visualizing other types of trauma or sadness is going to have a profound effect on how we develop and even view the world. And these are things that we really need to take seriously. Watching too much news is just the same as being on social media for too long. They can both cause grief. They both increase your chances of depression. And I think it's healthy to take a break from both of them as well from time to time. But when it comes to the term sexual grief, I'm honestly kind of shocked at how long this point has been missed. It almost seems too obvious to me. So I'm incredibly grateful that Edie is coming out and bringing awareness to this term and identifying it and defining it because as soon as she started talking about it, I'm sure as many of you can relate or even agree, I felt like I had this like aha moment where things just started to make sense. 
And although I believe that sexual grief is something that people of all ages need to learn, I truly believe that adolescents need to hear this conversation the most because it's such a crucial time in our development, right? This is when we first start dating, you know, school dances is a thing, crushes, sexual exploration. But this is also a period where a lot of rejection and body comparison happens as well, which are both things that are definitely a sexual grief G because rejection hurts, right? It brings up feelings of loneliness, shame, anxiety, embarrassment, all sorts of negative feelings. But I want you to remember when you are rejected, because we all get rejected at one point or another, just remember to give credit that you even tried. I think when it comes to, you know, trying like on this level, it deserves to be recognized. If you put yourself out there and you were vulnerable, be proud of yourself for that. Because a lot of people are so scared of rejection and failure that they don't even try in the first place, which is just as dangerous. And frankly, giving ourselves credit for being vulnerable is something that we do not do enough of. But also acknowledge that rejection hurts, so don't brush it off, which is really another key takeaway that I got from our conversation on sexual grief, especially when it comes to those little sexual grief Gs. Do not brush them off. But as I mentioned, body comparison is something that we do a lot. You know, is this person more attractive than me? Is my looks the reason why I'm not getting any dates? If I look like that person, would my life be better? Listen, we all have insecurities and it comes with the human experience. But we must become responsible for how we handle our insecurities and healing them with self-love and self-compassion. And I'm not saying it's going to take overnight, but you at least have to start, right? You have to start somewhere. But my conversation with Edie showed me that grief in general is another one of those feelings that we don't talk about enough. We tend to only focus on grief when it comes to the loss of a loved one, which of course is huge, but it's not the only thing that causes grief. Grief can accompany any event that disrupts or challenges our sense of normalcy of ourselves. So I pulled a few articles on grief and we can grieve the loss of a marriage, friendship, other forms of kinships. We can grieve the loss of our home or community, neighborhood. We can grieve the loss of a job or career. We can grieve financial stability. We can grieve the loss of our health or even our youth. There are so many types of grief. I found an article that I'm going to leave in the description that outlines 12 different kinds of griefs, but this isn't even the complete list of grief, but I'm just going to stick with the 12 that I uh, saw in this article for now. So starting with the first one, there's normal grief, right? Which most of us are aware of, which the American Psychology Associates define as grief that lasts six months to two years following the loss of a significant person. But then we have absent grief, which is more common when the loss is sudden and is accompanied by denial and shock. There's anticipatory grief, which includes things like a diagnosis of a terminal illness, anticipation of a layoff, or an impending divorce. There's delayed grief, which is when the grief reaction does not occur for a long time. There's complicated grief, which can occur over the death of an estranged parent or the death of an abusive partner or the loss of a job that, you know, no longer brought you joy. Then there is cumulative grief, which is when there's different types of grief that happen in a short amount of time. 
There's disenfranchised grief, which is the type of grief that occurs anytime someone feels that society has denied their right role or capacity to grieve, or when someone's loss seems small or is minimized by others. There's distortive grief, which is often characterized by extreme reaction, where someone has intense emotional responses and even can become hostile. There's inhibited grief, which is when someone tries to stay busy or distracted to keep their minds you know, occupied and avoid dealing with the grief. There's abbreviated grief, which passes quickly and is often short-lived. But then there's chronic grief, which was when the grief stays for months or years. But this is different than normal grief because in normal grief, the feeling of grief comes and goes. But with chronic grief, that's when it just stays and it doesn't lessen up in its intensity. Then the last one is collective grief. Now, this is when an entire community or a large group of people suffer together. So this can happen from terrorist attacks, war, and even pandemics. And even the death of a public figure can have a collective grief depending on who that person is. But grief affects us more than just mentally. Physical things that can happen to us when we experience grief are aches and pains, feeling of weakness, lack of energy, impaired immune system, sleepless nights, gut issues. And we can over or under indulge in things, whether that's overeating or refusing food or engaging in substance abuse. But we also have behavioral reactions to grief, like forgetfulness, confusion, dreaming constantly of that person or experience that we've lost, which makes us not present in the moment, which can lead to social reactions to grief too. We can either be unusually dependent on others, or we can go to the other side of that spectrum and just withdraw from family, friends, and coworkers all together. So we really need to expand our definition of grief because grief can be and is quite complicated. So if you are experienced grief or you want more information on sexual grief, please do reach out to Edie Nathan because I think that she's the person that can help you the best. And I'm going to be leaving all her links in the description because you do not need to suffer and you certainly do not need to suffer alone which on a lighter note makes me happy to be introducing Professor X because on Monday, Professor X will be joining us to talk about healing through magic mushrooms or aka Phil Sybin. And we'll certainly be expanding on the different ways that we can heal. Professor X is a military veteran with a trailblazing mind as he's leading the discussion on mental health and Phil Sybin revolution. Psilocybin has and continues to be a huge factor in my own personal health recovery. So I deeply believe that this information is certainly worth sharing. So please do not miss that episode. But that's it for me on today in grief. And remember, if you need help, follow the links in the description because you are not alone. And I will see you next week. And I hope you have a great day. And as always, stay kinky. Stay kinky.